This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum. We thank them for supporting this show, and we thank you for supporting them. You're listening to Country Squire Radio. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD! Hey, Bo, good afternoon, dude. Man, a good afternoon to you too, sir. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm good, man. I'm doing great. It's a uh, man. It's a it's a nasty uh, January <laughs> Monday. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, man. Things are filthy. It's just uh, it's raining. It's it's chilly. Um, yeah, we're just uh, we're just kind of hanging out. The shop is full, and um, man, a lot of folks escaping the uh, escaping the the nasty weather and coming to ye old pipe shop to get away from it all. And uh, man, just hanging out. Yeah, hanging out. What's uh, what's going on with you, dude? We know there's something to be said about you know uh, you know barricading yourself in the old pipe shop during a storm. Pipe smoking in the yeah. storm could be an episode in and of itself, man. That's there. There is something beautiful about that. Uh, as, as nasty as it is outside, like gathering around the fire in your hand. So agreed, yeah, man. I'm, I'm there almost, in spirit with you. There's that almost a, a poetry about it, you know. Big, big time, absolutely. Uh, man, me, I, I'm having a rough 2020. <laughs> if I'm being totally honest, man, it's been. Dude, a, we're we're not even halfway through the first month. What not about? even, not even there. I so. Do we, Need to hit the reset button, dude. Big time. So, you know, I mentioned, I think, last week that I was kind of fighting off some some sickness or something or another. And uh, yeah, so that I just got like this antibiotic. I was kicking that and everything. We're getting ready for Mardi Gras. So I was hanging up some stuff and I, I feel like I entered like a new level of dad cred because I feel like every every <laughs> every man has done this, but every father especially has done this. I was hanging up some lights and I could have gone gotten ladder. But there was a perfectly good Adirondack chair right there, and I thought, you know, if I just propel my foot and then grab hold to the rafter to stable myself, I'll be fine. Uh, and so what happened was <laughs> I couldn't quite get my hand over the rafter, but there's now fingernail marks in the side of my this beam over my back patio. <laughs> As I fell down, cracked and split the Adirondack chair in half and busted up my foot. So it's been a rough oh, couple of days. You know, my grandmother had this saying that she always said, you know, if you're stupid, you have to be twice as tough. Well, that's right. <laughs> that's exactly right. I, I, she, she was right. <laughs> she, she was really right, man. Yeah. That's a, uh, yeah, that's crazy, dude. You can't just just go get the doggone ladder next time i know i know i feel like an idiot but anyway so i've got the uh i've, I've definitely got the injury to prove it so i'll be nursing a, a what do you call it i don't think i broke anything but my toe my foot is all big and purple and nasty and i can barely walk on it and it's uh, sprained it that's the thing so sprain yeah, yeah. okay <laughs> it's rough 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 uh i just kicked the sickness now i got to deal with the foot i just I, can we get a do-over i'd really like a do-over in 2020. <laughs> can only get better Hey, man, this is true. And of course, we do have some great things that are going on. Uh, we've been talking about it for the last couple of weeks, but uh, building up to February 20th, the uh, the fundraiser for Rob E., uh, who's fighting off stage four lymphoma. The, uh, the folks up in uh, Grand Rapids have got the Smoke Em If You Got Em. Uh, a, a event that's going on $50 buy-in and you get your chance no matter where you are you get your chance to, to put your name in uh, for an amazing uh, raffles Cody DeWitt friend of the show is uh, running the thing so uh, be sure to hit him up at Cody DeWitt dot or at gmail.com uh, for more information there but again that is the smoke them if you got them event on International Pipe Smoking Day February 20th 
That's right. I, and I, you know, just to make clear so folks can reach out to him, it's uh, C O D Y D E W I N D T at gmail.com. If you'll email Cody uh, anywhere in the world, you can help, um, you know, you can participate in this and, you know, buy some raffle tickets. And um, man, it, they would love for you to participate. It's just a, a great way to help uh, help someone who um, is very dear to the pipe community mm-hmm. um, and, uh, and and could use a, use a helping hand right now. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. I know you got a lot of events that are going on at the shop, man. At least I thought I knew you, you had a lot of events until so you started listing them Dude. off to me. And I was like, I had no idea it was this many. I know, man. It's crazy. <laughs> Well, I, you know, I've kind of been the mad scientist working behind the scenes and, uh, you know, have kind of held, held my cards close to the chest before, mm. uh, you know, before this year. So we as as we get uh, finishing touches on things, uh, you know, for this year, we are announcing them. And of course, uh, all this is related to the fact that the Country Squire is turning 50 years old uh, this year. Dun, so dun, uh, dun. this this August is our 50th birthday. And man, we're doing it up big. There's, uh, um, you know, just a lot of different events going on this year. So uh, we just nailed down excited to announce that on march 28th uh that is uh if you'll give me a moment that is a friday uh from 3 to 6 p.m uh none other than eric nording himself what? will be at the country squire what? <laughs> so we are kicking it off big man in february eric nording coming to the country squire there uh february 28th be selling uh man nording uh nording pipes uh you know uh cigars that uh he makes in uh conjunction with rocky patel and uh man just, just really really excited and honored to have uh you know one of the uh, world's most uh, most well-respected and famous pipes uh, carvers uh, coming to coming to the shop. So, uh, dude, man, that is a great. big get. Like when you told me that, I was a little we're blown thrilled. away. Like I would think yeah. we were like getting ready for the show and everything, and I was kind of laid back. Like, okay, this this you mentioned, you got Eric Norty. I was like, wait, wait, whoa, whoa, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what? what how, how, man, how you make that? <laughs> I know it. We're we're tickled. It's going to be a lot of fun. So, uh, man, yeah, honored to honored to have him come through. And um, if you are, uh, you know, in the central Mississippi. Area, if you happen to be passing through that weekend, February twenty eighth, uh, man, please, uh, please make a point to come by and uh, and meet one of the world's uh, most famous pipe carvers. And have but, you met Eric um, before? Have you have you met him before? You know, I have not. He has uh, not been past few years. Um, you know, uh, around some of the events that I've been at. So I, I have personally never met him before. There's other huh. retailers that have been, um, you know, in the in the pipe world for uh, a long time that, um, you know, have a standing relationship with them and um, and all that kind of thing. I'm, I'm one of the, you know, even though our shop is really old, I'm one of the newer kids on the block, so I've never, sure. uh, never met him. But, um, man, really, really look forward to, uh, to that. So it you know what's crazy? I, I think I've actually talked to Eric before. Uh, like a couple yeah. of years ago, we had a phone call. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he's not going to remember that, though. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> tell, I know it. Tell him I, I don't know. Maybe actually, no, no, no. He wouldn't remember that at all. Sure, man, not. T- t- <laughs> tell him I said, "Hey, uh, that's awesome, man." My my Nording pipe is one of my my Nording Church Warden is just one of my favorites. It's uh, I'm a little yeah. geeked out, man. I kind of, you know, I, I I hate all the time. I miss I miss Jackson. I miss you. I miss the Squire. Uh, yeah, but I miss it just a little bit more right now. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun, man. It'll be it'll be a special event. So, um, man, uh, next of course on the list is uh, March twenty. 20- 
28th. Uh, so we've got February 28th, and now mm-hmm. we've got March 28th. And March 28th is a Lunt to Remember that we're doing in conjunction with the International Lunting Society. Uh, this is spearheaded by our friend uh, Scott Beidler, the president of the International Lunting Society. And it's just such a cool event, man. We are doing a, a hike through the woods with our pipes. Mm. Uh, it's an official Lunt uh, right here at LaFleur's Bluff State Park, uh, just down the street from the Country Squire. And, uh, man, going to be going to be a lot of fun. So, um, you know, the Lunt starts at 3 p.m. That's March 28th. Uh, we've got folks coming in from all over the country for that. Um, several folks have already signed up. And um, it's a free event to come to. You do have to pay for your own parking at the park, which will be, uh, I think, $4 cash per per vehicle. Um, but, uh, you know, other than that, we're going to have a lot of raffle items and uh, some other prizes and things of that nature, T-shirts. Uh, anything you buy, raffles, that kind of stuff is going to go towards uh, the Alzheimer's Foundation. And so uh, really excited, great cause to, to be partnering with them. And uh, it, we're just really looking forward to it. Live music. Uh, we've got Ira Barker, pipe smoker, uh, nice. Lunter, uh, right uh, from here in in the Deep South. Plays some uh, gnarly, you know, blues and, and bluegrass music, and he's going to be entertaining us. Uh, got some uh, got some food that we're about to nail down, and also going to be joined by our friends from Missouri Meersham and uh, Lane and Peter Stokeby and STG. So uh, it's going to be great, man. Going to be great. March twenty eighth. A lot of folks are going to use this to uh, to obviously make their Pike pilgrimage uh, here to the Squire, and so that'll be um, that'll be a lot of fun. And uh, and I hear there's a there's a furry little hobbit from uh, Houston that might be making an appearance too. Right? Man, what you talking about? This is gonna be huge. <laughs> yeah, I'm coming. It's gonna be great. It is gonna be a blast. I'm excited. Uh, yep. You know, and that's one of those things. You know, we uh, talk about it all the time, but you know, folks make their pipe pilgrimages to the Squire all the time. In fact, as I understand it, you had one earlier today. Uh, but I mean, this really is. I mean, it t- talk about a unique opportunity to make your pipe pilgrimage. Uh, we're we're gonna really make the Lunt to Remember special. There'll be live podcasts. There will be some Squire selecting going on. There'll be a lot of great stuff. <laughs> so we we want you there. Uh, come join us. Have a blast. We know we will. <laughs> so yep. uh, yeah, it's it's gonna it, be fun. it's gonna be great. To, a couple more things I'll uh, mention just for later in the year. Uh, again, stay tuned. We're we're na- we're uh, nailing down details before we get there. Uh, we want to get to our content real fast here. But um, we will have uh, we are finally able to announce we will have a uh, limited edition Country Squire 50th anniversary pipe uh, that nice. will be available uh, later this year, probably August, um, and then we're going to release that in conjunction with a uh, with the Country Squire uh, commemorative cigar. Uh, which, if that's if the cigar is a hit, uh, that may be an ongoing uh, thing Ooh. that we uh, that we uh, that we offer down the road. So, um, also got some other things around that uh, that will that will announce very soon. But um, anyway, so excited about all that. Pretty pretty cool man <laughs> man that's 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 amazing never a dull moment one imagines <laughs> well hey Never. it's uh we got we got a great show that we're doing today man we've got a, a big topic that we think is going to be really helpful to a lot of new pipe smokers and then also just kind of a good uh i think reflection time too for those of us who it's been a long time since those first puffs but before we jump into it man we've got we've got some homework to do here man we've had so many great uh pipe smokers and and uh, fans of the show join us at the country squire radio international pipe club helping to make this show happen and uh, of course you know over the holidays man everything got a little backed up but finally the cobwebs have been cleaned out of the email the invites have been <laughs> sent uh and uh, and all that wonderful stuff man we got to give a shout out to a bunch of new members and you know at first when i was looking over these names i thought you know what i, I got this you know i'm not even gonna try to like ham it up and then and then there's just some that there's like 
well, I can't ham nah. this up, but I can't say it either. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. If, if you try to screw it up, you might get it right. <laughs> All right. So here we go. Here we go. Uh, for the Squire members, man, uh, I'll, I'll start, I'll start kind of easy and work my way, work my way up here. So we got, okay. we got Jerry Cohort who's, uh, who's joining us at the Squire level. We've got Ben Smith. We've got Andres Huff, Huff, Huffenstein, Huffenstein. Uh, I think it's Hohenstein. Hohenstein. But, you know, who? Who knows? Hohenstein. Yeah. It sounds like a vampire in the second Pokemon game. Hohenstein. Got it. Andres <laughs> Hohenstein. Uh, and then uh, finally, Tre- Trevor. And I just want to say E because I feel like anything I say is just going to be too embarrassing. Emma Heiser? Emma Heiser. Trevor, Trevor Emma Heiser? Trevor Emma Heiser. There you go. <laughs> Andre- <laughs> Andreas, Trevor, Ben, Jerry, thank y'all so much for joining at the Squire level. Your support means the world to us. As well as our new pilgrims, man. We got Andre Tresser, or Tesser, rather. Andre Tesser. Tessier. Uh, Andre Tessier, man. Tessier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly it, it, it was you thought it was easy but it was not not and, at all uh, and andre a uh, longtime listener to the show uh dear friend and uh actually andre uh is the guy that um that made my daughter the pipe uh that's binky. right <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> the, the little pa- the little pacifier with the with the corn cob sticking out of it oh yeah and uh and bo i'm actually about to send a uh a care package to you this is kind of cool uh i've got a got a package coming to you with uh, some uh you know csr related stuff stuff but andre uh made you and i both when, when he was in jackson he got a um a branch off of one of the trees out in front of the country squire what and i and i thought that was interesting why would you do that well andre <laughs> took it home and he made two beautiful tampers out of that come uh, on that seriously branch. i know dude isn't that awesome and so he uh he made you one and he made me one and they're both uh both lovely mine is actually dyed uh kind of a pinkish color because i had a girl and uh and yours is kind of a nice uh, warm uh, yellow honey color and oh, it's man, uh, it's beautiful but it's it's made from wood uh, right here at the uh, at the hometown team so oh, man. Uh, well, anyway, be for that, man. really that. really kind gift yeah from andre so. absolutely thanks andre and then also uh will will dominguez as well who's uh who's joined yes. us at pilgrim level will thank you so much man we we're very very grateful absolutely so y'all are amazing and hey if you want to join the country squire radio pipe club uh international pipe club head over to patreon.com slash country squire radio for all the details that's right not details details <laughs> <laughs> all right man like Put i said in your pipe and smoke it <laughs> we've got a great show uh you know we try you know one of the things that we do here and, and have for uh really just the, the runtime the history of the show I, I can't even remember when this series started but it, it was uh it probably could have started on day one and that's our pipe smoking one-on-one series uh and that is where we take the opportunity to provide uh, something of kind of like a like a like a PSA, you know, like a service type deal yeah. to uh, yeah to the pipe smoking community. So many of you have written to us, letting us know that one of your first episodes of Country Squire Radio was uh, a pipe smoking one on one episode because you just picked up the pipe, and so we see a lot of new pipe smokers coming to this podcast looking for that advice in a non judgmental way, and that is one thing that we really really try to strive for because that you you can't always guarantee that in your local shop as I have shared in the past. <laughs> uh, but that is one thing that we try to try to provide here as we kind of discuss these things. So man, this is great. The topic, the, the, the topic, the uh, title rather of this episode is if at first you don't succeed and it, that is our uh, pipe smoking one-on-one theme. And for our pipe smokers who just bought that pipe, they got it home. They got all the stuff. They're a little overwhelmed. They didn't know it was going to cost so much because we've all been there that first time <laughs> they get, they get it home. They lay it all out. They, they light it up. 
and two seconds in their pipe goes out and then they light it up and then three seconds in their pipe goes out and then they are ready to throw in the towel. This is for, <laughs> this this one is for you. If that was you or if that is you now, this one is for you. That is right, man. It, you know, it's so funny. We hear this a lot this time of year because a lot of folks get pipes for uh, Christmas presents. Mm. You know, they they come in the shop and they're like, look, I've never been in here before. Uh, I've never thought of coming in here before. But, you know, one of my you know friends, family members, whatever, uh, thought it would be a clever idea to get me a pipe and some tobacco. And and so I'm going to I'm going to I've tried it. I can't figure it out. Help me or I mm. quit. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's that whole, you know, try, try again thing. Right. Just like you said. Right. Um, what I'm really hoping that we're going to uh, talk about the frustrations of, of new pipe smokers and um, want to give, you know, a, a, some words of wisdom and some encouragement to folks that are uh, perhaps ready to throw in the towel. Because, golly, we've we've all been there at some point. Um, it, what I'm hoping, though, uh, that it comes from uh, an, as, an aside from this uh, episode as well, though, I'd really like to get a lot of listener feedback uh, from from our community uh, to new pipe smokers, uh, mm, just, you know, mm. what, what, what is something that would encourage the new pipe smoker? Uh, if you're listening, if you're a seasoned smoker, if this is not really your thing, uh, while you're listening to this episode, be thinking about uh, things that might resonate with you and, and what you might share uh, to a new pipe smoker that's struggling, that might be about to, about to throw it all away. And, uh, you know, we send that to us. We want to know, and that's going to be, um, you know, some good, good things that we can share uh, with the newer pipe smoking community. Absolutely. So, um, pretty cool. So I hope that's a kind of a kind of an offshoot of what we're doing here today. But um, man, yeah, if at first you don't succeed, right? Uh, so many folks come um, to the pipe and they and they have trouble. You know, they uh, you know they've tried it and they uh, you know have uh, you know have wanted to like it. They went into it really with uh, you know glamorous ideas about what it would uh, be like and how relaxing it would be like. And then all they're left with is uh, you know a uh, um, you know uh, match burns on their shirt and uh, you know tongue bite and <laughs> you know it's like you uh, someone gives you a cigar and it explodes in your face kind of thing. It's right. like man, that's uh, <laughs> classic. This is not this is not as fun as i thought it might be right yeah. <laughs> um so you know you may be if you're listening right now this might be uh one of your deals where you're like okay this is my last shot this is I, i'm on my last my last thread i you know i just can't do this anymore G- give me what what is going to tell me what is going to encourage me to to stick it out and um you know I, I do like you mentioned this series and uh the pipe 101 series that we do um, is is it's not necessarily the heart of the show, mm. but it's pretty close to it. You mm. know, it, it's kind of it's kind of right there because we, um, you know, at Country Squire Radio, it, you know, we've always kind of you know seen ourselves as a um, non-judgmental uh, resource for people that are you know experiencing the pipe that want to get into the uh, culture and the community of it and uh, and are learning and are just hoping that it's going to be a tool in their tool belt to uh, relax and you know maybe spend time with friends. And so, um, you know, we we really want folks to to enjoy what they're doing. Pipe smoking is not work, and uh, and mm. should never feel uh, should never feel like it. So, um, you know, but you know, you come to it and you expect all these things, and then you think, well, other people are having fun. Why why am I not having fun doing <laughs> right? This, right. You know? <laughs> I've, I've listened to you guys wax poetic about all these like you know amazing experiences that you've had and, and shared with your friends, and all I'm doing there is fiddling <laughs> with my pipe, trying to keep it lit so I save face in front of everybody I know. <laughs> no, you're so right, man. I mean, you and I both are are you know in countless. Uh, 
pipe smoking Facebook groups and, mm. uh, you know, all this kind of stuff. And and you go through there and, you know, it's just a post after post after post of folks that are like, oh, well, you know, today I smoked 10 bowls of this and five bowls of that. <laughs> right, you know, right. I had my uh, my uh, special, uh, you know, pipe that was commissioned for me by this famous carver and I'm using this $300 lighter. And, you know, when you see all this glamorous stuff and, you know, folks are reading while they're doing it, they're on their boat, they're kayaking, smoking their pipe. And um, it just remember what you see on Facebook, both in life and in pipe smoking, mm. is the best anyone has to offer ever. And it's <laughs> and it's like 99.99% a lie. You know what I mean? Well, I, it may, maybe a lie might be... Well, it, maybe that's not it, a stretch. It, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a truth for like a brief fleeting moment, but it's a crafted truth. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's, we, we all a crafted. There's a there's a curation that happens when exactly. we put uh, when we put things on uh, on friend face. And so just just remember that right. as you're uh, seeing this, you know, there's a lot of folks that as they smoke their pipe, uh, you know, they've they've had their own struggles in the past and um, and that type of thing. Just like <laughs> I remember, you know, as a single guy being on Facebook and, you know, being like, man, everyone's married has kids and is making a ton of money and is really happy what am i doing <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> and after you know 10 years of counseling it all worked out great so yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway um so the lost art of the pipe you know we we have uh we're in a environment you know in our in our area and shop and, and other folks if you have a tobacconist nearby where folks uh can have an easier on-ramp to it but um you know the lost art has struggled to to be reignited due to the lack of the local tobacconist and mm. so um let, let this be my ham-fisted effort to help you, listener, uh, who is not uh, who is not near a tobacconist, um, you know, who is who is maybe dealing with some of these things. So, um, you, you know, things that folks deal with, of course, we hear this uh, ad infinitum, right? Uh, you know, people are constantly uh, complaining, packing difficulty, uh, keeping their pipe lit. Um, uh, pipe gurgling, uh, you know, man, I just, uh, I can't, my pipe keeps getting clogged while I'm smoking it. Uh, I, I can't, I can't taste anything because my tongue feels like sandpaper. I've got this tongue bite. Uh, you know, man, I, uh, constant relighting of the pipe. Uh, you know, I've got, uh, you know, these convoluted, you know, packing methods or, you know, anything down to I can't get my, uh, my, my the matches won't stay lit for me to get my pipe uh, lit long enough kind of thing. And, mm-hmm. um, and then probably the worst one that I think uh, is the most uh, defeating for a lot of folks other, other than not being able to keep your pipe lit. And uh, that's you know, hey, I, I don't get any flavor. You know, all this tastes the same. You know, ooh man, um, yeah. What a what a defeating thing. You know, yeah. you feel these things, and you're like, well, why am I doing this? You know, <laughs> mm. um, so. A lot of this, I think, uh, goes to um, the point where folks tend to overthink uh, things. Again, we have, uh, you know, you're, you're diving in the deep end here. Let's, you know, if your image of someone smoking a cigar uh, is this, you know, guy in a tuxedo uh, pulling out his, uh, you know, $70, uh, you know, Cuban cigar, um, you know, that's not might not be the place you want to start, right? I mean, a, a guy driving a, a, a vehicle, uh, your first car, you know, for most Americans, is probably not a, uh, a Porsche or a, you know, a, a Bugatti or whatever, <laughs> you're, you're, you know, you're going to, you're going to uh, be more on the uh, used Hyundai uh, end of the spectrum if you're anything like me. And so, um, you know, that's, that's kind of where we want to start. We don't want to overthink it. Uh, we don't want to, 
get too far down the road. Um, and so here's some best tips uh, and, and our best shot at giving you some hope. Uh, number one, um, start simple. Now, th- this this is really, mm. uh, in essence, kind of the key uh, to this. Th- folks, they do go into this way too complex because, um, you know, a lot of folks have the tendency to, in any new hobby they pick up, kind of dive in. You know, it's like, okay, well, I'm going to get all the all the things. I'm going to go all out. I want uh, one each of all these different things, and I want this type of pipe because that's what this famous person smoked, and oh, uh, this yeah. is a really expensive lighter. And before you know it, you've, you've spent, you know, four or $500 on all these things, and and, and you've got them spread out and you're looking at them, but you're like, I don't know how to do any of this. <laughs> and where are you out of curiosity on that spectrum? Like, are you are you that type that kind of goes in head first and then, you know, dives into the concrete? I'm actually not. It's kind of interesting. I, you know, as, as someone that loves knickknacks, loves uh, <laughs> collecting things right, and, right. It, and trinkets and tinkering, I, I'm not one of those people. I'm one of the folks that, um, you know, tends to, uh, you know, buy the inexpensive, the, um, you know, low end uh, of the spectrum kind of thing and, and work my way up if it's something that I get into. Interesting. Um, okay. we, I would have not do, guessed that. Okay. All right. Yeah. We, it, it's funny. We do have folks that are not like that. We do have folks that... Um, you know that obviously like, like i said you know i mean i've had for their first pipe they'll come in and buy a uh Seriacopo or something which mm-hmm. uh, man if you got it i mean go for it that's great but <laughs> you know for me as much as i love selling a pipe that uh expensive i'd like man you know pick you up a uh you know a missouri meersham or a or quality basket pipe or something let's let's see if you like this first so um so start start simple. Uh, where folks mess up, they'll get uh, you know all into immediately. They'll dive into uh, you know flake tobacco, uh, cube cut tobacco, tobacco uh, you know tinned tobacco that has uh, really particular moisture content or uh, you know is difficult to prepare. May need to be dried out because it's too wet. Uh, whether it's a non aromatic or an aromatic, um, you, you know you might have picked an awkward pipe, something that's too large or or maybe too small, some kind of crazy. Shape shape like a like maybe a calabash or a, mm. or an umpal that mm. has a very deep bend tends to tends to gurgle you know uh, it, there may be a um a difficult uh, fire method that you've picked up and, and it might be something that seems uh correct like like just as simple as matches uh you may have you know, dove off into the deep end and uh, gotten a lighter that might be kind of, you know, one of the uh, old boy lighters that might be a little uh, unfamiliar to you. And so, uh, you know, it's hard to, um, you know, get used to using it, um, you know. Um, and, and then also, you know, people get a little too cute sometimes with these packing methods. <laughs> and and it drives me nuts. I, I you know, I, I will admit there are some uh, innovative, interesting uh, packing methods that you can uh, find online, you know, a bunch of different resources for this, but uh, the cannonball method, the uh, what folks call the Frank method, which there's a whole story behind that. You can Google it and, and YouTube videos and find that to your heart's content. Um, you know, it, look, these are fun things to experiment with, with for the new pipe smoker, but, you know, it, to, to start there, I just wouldn't start there. <laughs> I just wouldn't. I just wouldn't start there. And so, um, I mean, some some recommendations. If you were about to put down your pipe, um, and you. Um, and, and you're like, man, okay, I think I've bit off more than I can chew. Uh, what I would recommend to you is, number one, we're going we're gonna to go the most simple with everything. There we go. Number one, 
a, a medium sized pipe, um, which, you know, it's hard to describe that over, you know, the airwaves, but sure. basically something that uh, something that about three grams of tobacco will fit into. No, that doesn't mean much either. But, you know, it, essentially something that your index finger will will go down to the bottom of the bowl uh, while touching the sides the entire way. And so, um, you, you know, if you're a if you're now I'm a smaller guy, if you're a larger guy, maybe that's your pinky finger or something like that. But, you know, it's something that where one of your, um, you know, your smaller size fingers are, is going to go all the way uh, to the bottom of the bowl while still touching the sides. You don't want something that's way too big, an inch in diameter, um, you know, seven eighths inch. You don't want something that's too small. Uh, you want something that is going to give you just a medium-sized bowl. Um, you know, a, a simple straight pipe or something with a gentle bend on it uh, is kind of what you want. So medium-sized bowl and your pipe, that's number one. Um, for your tobacco, something that's very... Um, it's something that's very simple and readily available. Don't get too cute with tin tobaccos and trying, you know, different flakes. And I was reading a forum uh, kind of poking around earlier uh, this week. You know, this guy, he, he was getting into pipe smoking, and the only tobaccos he had tried was all this stuff from Gaywith and Hogarth. Well... The problem with that is Gaywith and Hogarth make some exquisite tobacco, but they're all either flake tobacco or incredibly moist and, mm. and almost designed to be dried out for a year <laughs> before you smoke them. And so it's, it, it just uh, – no wonder he was having trouble with it, right? It right. just – it made sense. So um, – if you don't have a local tobacconist, order some uh, something very simple like a Lane BCA, uh, Lane 1Q, uh, Cornell oh, and Deal's Autumn. There. Uh, yeah, a lot, lots and lots of people. Uh, Cornell and Deal's Autumn Evening um, or uh, Peter Stokeby Nougat. Uh, I believe that's PS. Um, Let's see, Peter Stokeby Nougat, that would be PS24, I think, if I'm remembering that right. Um, and so, you know, these are um, these are good tobaccos to start on. In your mind, you're like, oh, I don't want to start an ar- aromatic tobacco or something of that nature. But, but just trust me on this. Like, you know, we want something that's – you're not going for sophisticated up front. Up front, what you're going for is learning the mechanics, learning the basics. And so – um, so get you a medium bowl pipe, uh, a tobacco that's just very simple, something like a BCA or an autumn evening or a 1Q. And then you want uh, a uh, – we're going to use a simple packing method on this, which is typically the three-step method. Again, we're loading the bowl in three pinches, right? L- uh, fill the bowl to the top just by dropping tobacco in there and then gently pack it down. Fill it up again, gently pack it down a little tighter. And fill it up again and gently pack it down a little tighter. Hmm. And uh, you can always, you know, if you're going to err on one side or the other, go go loose uh, because you can always make it tighter uh, in the end there. Um, and now I'm going to recommend a, a fire method for this to uh, to light your pipe that a lot of purists are not going to like. Interesting. And, uh, and, and for someone who has not succeeded uh, and has tried and tried again, and we hope tries again one more time, I want you to get a Bic lighter. I want you to get just your gas station Ooh, Bic lighter. And, interesting. And, you know, 
one of our close friends, Brian Levine, you know, he his uh, lighting method of choice for his pipe is a Dejeep lighter, which is a just a glorified Bic, right? It's a Bic with, um, you know, a lot more um, a lot more tank space, basically. And and so, um, you know, a lot of really sophisticated pipe smokers use this. Uh, not that Brian is sophisticated. We don't want to, you know, impress, <laughs> right. impress that upon you. But um, <laughs> uh, forgive me, Brian. But, you know, it, it, get a Bic lighter. There, let me let me explain to you why you're probably if you've if you're a new pipe smoker and you're fumbling with matches okay a lot of new pipe smokers nowadays most most smokers period nowadays are smoking outside okay so if you're if you're fumbling with matches matches are great for indoors they're fantastic if you have a controlled environment they're awesome but for new pipe smokers that are trying to get the hang of it a lot of times it's just a little too much you have as much trouble getting the match lit Mm. as you do keeping your pipe lit Mm. and so just don't worry about the matches we'll get to that later we'll revisit the the art of using a match and and how that helps the process and the beauty of it down the road right now grab a Bic lighter. It works every time you strike it. They're really cheap. Uh, you don't have to worry about them. You don't have to buy some special fuel to get them. Um, and uh, and you can go down and get it at your local grocery store. So so uh, a very simple packing method. Uh, you know, a Bic lighter, a simple pipe that's medium sized, and a tobacco that's uh, that's also very simple. BCA one Q uh, something of that nature. So all right. Um, yeah. Number two, uh, I want you to go camping. What do you think I mean by that? Well, you know, immediately, obviously, I think you mean, you know, pack up the old uh, pipe, pack up the old uh, uh, sleeping bag and, uh, you know, light a fire and, uh, and, and enjoy yourself with some marshmallows. <laughs> I think there's something to that, right? But, you know, uh, kind of what I'm getting at here is the old, uh, the, you know, the concept of the campfire. Uh, I think when folks, you know, smoke a pipe, they are not visualizing what's happening inside the bowl. Okay, mm. you, you, you've you've lit your pipe, uh, you're you're working it really hard, and you're like, man, I, I don't understand why this isn't working. But you know, because you can't see necessarily the internal mechanics of the bowl, you're not really visualizing what's happening inside there. And so, think about you know. <laughs> If you've never built a campfire before, now we, you, you and I both, we, you know, we grew up in the South where even though you and I are not hunters, we're surrounded by, you know, hunters and outdoorsmen and we've been camping before and, Man, you know, been, you'd like to go fishing <laughs> and all this kind of stuff. I've been beaver trapping. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, even, you know, even you know, the least that, outdoorsy man in Mississippi is still like outdoorsy it, compared we, to everybody everywhere you know, Exactly. And we've got folks that, you know, are <laughs> maybe from more sophisticated parts of the country that, you know, they, maybe they, you know, live in the middle of the big city but they've never they they don't have a lot of experience right. outdoors or, uh you know whatever if you live a fl- in a flat in uh you know san francisco you're you know that maybe you maybe you have been gosh god you're you're so close to so many beautiful national parks i i hope you you know have had the chance to do that but maybe you're not familiar with uh you know it, the simple concept of lighting a campfire <laughs> right, right. and that's okay that is okay because i've never been hunting in my life now I've, i own a lot of firearms but i don't know how to skin a deer (laughs) you know and so if i ever needed to do that i would need to ask a question and if you've never um you know um been um you know built a campfire before then then you need to ask that question and that's a good thing for you to know so um so i want you to google how to light a campfire (laughs) (laughs) and the concept when you're um 
you know, when you're building your your pipe bowl is very similar. Um, you're going to do uh, small breathable twigs on the bottom there, and then as you build up the fi- the the fire before you light it, uh, you're going to add uh, larger and, and gradually larger logs on top of that. Um, and and your pipe when you're building it is similar in that you're going to go uh, small on the bottom, very a very light pack, a gentle pack, uh, and then on top of that a little more, a little more pressure, and then on top of that, um, you know, a good bit of pressure. Um, and and that top layer as you add the pressure is uh, you want it uh, you want it to be tight so that those leaves will help keep each other lit. Mm. Um, now that's kind of where the analogy stops until you get to keeping the fire lit. And so um, again, um, you know, when you think about um, you know, lighting a campfire, uh, it, we're trying to visualize what's happening inside the pipe bowl. And so, you know, it, when you light your pipe, uh, when, when you light a campfire, you're having to really put a lot of fire to it, right? A lot of a lot of matches. Some folks, if they're outside, will use some lighter fluid or kerosene. Um, you know, you've, you've crumpled up some paper. You've got, you know, leaves and twigs and, um, you, you know, some pine straw or whatever. Whatever is going to catch uh, flame quickly and get real hot, right? Because we want to infect all this wood with with fire and Mm. so your pipe is similar in that right up front you're going to get real serious about pouring on the gas so right up front lots of fire lots of power uh you're going to puff you know suck that flame deep in your pipe um you know get uh just a lot of uh initial combustion there um and 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 that way you want to make sure that your fire is good and lit before you start slowing down now this is perhaps the most important shift in all of pipe smoking. And a lot of folks never learn uh, this particular step. And so uh, when they think of pipe smoking, they just think of of heat because <laughs> mm-hmm. um, they never learn to slow down. But, um, you know, you, you've really poured on the gas. You've got a lot of billowing smoke. Uh, you're, 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 you know, puffing at it, just getting it going. Um but this is where uh, this is where you slow the cadence down. So you tamp your pipe, uh, gently give it a little pressure, and um, you know, and, and and you slow down. Now, what's going to happen here if you slow down? Your pipe is more likely to stay uh, lit. Um, but also because you're smoking at a slower pace, uh, you're going to get more flavor and the flavor, uh, is where, you know, that's the end goal is the flavor and the relaxation and the enjoyment of the experience. And so, um, so slowing it down after you get it well lit, uh, is, is really good. So, um, so go, go camping, go camping. (laughs) I like that. Um, man, number three, uh, focus on technique not flavor. Now that it that's it kind of goes against what I just said, right? It's mm. all about flavor and enjoyment and that kind of thing. But up front, um, if you're um, if you're struggling with this, I want you to um, I, I want you to focus on your technique first. Um, te- the technique will reward you. Uh, again, very simple. Um, you know, three step method uh, in as far as packing your pipe that we mentioned before. Uh, you want to do a charring light up front. Um, which is a, a false light. It's basically where you just toast the, the tobacco to get a nice bed uh, there. Uh, you'll tamp it down gently uh, with, uh, you know, give give your tamp just a, enough of a push to flatten out that top layer. And then when you do the real light, that's when you're going to give it some gas, right? Mm. You're going to really pour it on, get that flame deep in there, lots of billowing smoke. Um, and, and once you know that your pipe is really well lit, lots of good, uh, good smoke going, that's when uh, that's when you're going to tamp it uh, and then tone it down. That's when you slow down the process and your pipe's going to stay lit at that point for a long time. 
Um, it, it, at this point, uh, you know, I'll have kind of a 3B to this. Cigar smokers are going to uh, see some similarities here to uh, to the cigar world. So we, we've got a lot of folks that get onto the pipe, um, you know, because they're around it just due to their love of cigars or, you know, maybe they met a pipe smoker in their cigar shop or something like that. Um, but, you know, a lot of cigar smokers, if you'll just kind of humor me for a minute, when you're when you select your cigar, the first thing you do after you after you cut the cigar, the first thing you do uh, is you toast the foot of the cigar. So you're kind of toasting the end of the cigar, getting those sugars and, um, you know, everything caramelized on the end of that cigar um, before you put it in your mouth and light it. So, you know, I'm holding the cigar in my hand uh, away from my face. I'm toasting the foot of the cigar. Um, this is very similar to the, the, the false light, very similar to the charring light. You're kind of getting the cigar ready to be lit. Mm. That's the concept. Um, so we're, we're translating that over to the pipe. Um, you know, uh, that, that's, you know, we're, we're not, the toast is not to, to get it lit. The toast is to get it ready to get lit. <laughs> <laughs> Are you getting ready to get lit? Get lit fam. <laughs> um, and then once you put the cigar in your mouth, you know, that's when you lay it on the pressure. That's when you give it some gas. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and really, really put the pedal down. Um, and then once it's evenly lit, uh, you know, on a cigar, uh, you know, you've got the cigar good and lit. You're not just going to keep smoking it at that paid, that cadence where you had to puff it real quick to get it lit. Mm. You're going to slow down. You know that if you smoke a cigar too fast, uh, it's going to taste ashy. Your tongue's going to get hot. Um, you know, you're going to have a, a burning sensation or, uh, you know, it might even have kind of a, um, you know, a burnt uh, charred uh, flavor to it and so that's why cigar smokers slow down at that point your mm-hmm. cigar will last longer you won't hot box it uh, you know it'll it'll taste a lot better and your pipe is the same way so man that uh, that no, is so crucial yeah, go ahead. I mean, I, I, let me just tack on there because I mean like honestly like you know I think that there is because of you know how excited someone is to, to get their first pipe and because of the way in which we build up kind of the experience moving into it, there's such this desire to have this cathartic experience up front or, or find like, you know, this, this amazing flavor, just really just feel like you're connected to the community, right? Like there's a, yeah. there's a commonality of like, okay, I've done this. I've experienced this. I'm now part of the pipe community. And when you're not getting that, when you're not getting those flavor profiles, when you're frustrated and everything else, because you're not getting those flavor profiles or otherwise, like you just, you really just don't want to be part of it, but like doing the actual work and just saying like, like, you know, the 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 enjoyment can wait like the enjoyment will be enjoyed but only after you've done the work uh i know you said that pipe smoking is not work but putting a little work into it like that really focusing on technique man that's yeah that's huge well it's why you know why do people have fun playing golf you know if you go on a golf course the first time uh you're probably gonna feel kind of like an idiot mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. now i still you know i have a set of golf clubs i haven't touched in years because i uh you know went out multiple times and still felt like an idiot and i didn't have the tobacconist equivalent of a you know a golf pro <laughs> right there was there was no golfing john me. david Crow there, there there wasn't so like a lot of folks have a nice pipe collection that sits in the corner and they never touch it well there that's my golfing Very collection close. don't do that find someone that can help <laughs> um finally just real quickly and then we'll move on but um don't take it all too seriously mm. I, I think that's uh i think that's it leave the fancy lighter out uh your your sulfur free swedish matches um you know your um gay with hogarth tobacco your uh 
you know, your, your flakes and esoterica and calabash pipes, um, you know, it, don't leave the image of it out. Mm. Get a simple pipe uh, with a very classic shape. Uh, get a simple, red, readily available tobacco uh, whether it's aromatic or non-aromatic, just just get something that's simple and readily available, um, and get your technique down. And then once you get your technique down, um, that's when you'll be able to experiment with different flavors, um, you know, and and then start to pick up on some of those more uh, luxurious accessories. You know, um, you're uh, you know if you're into golf or you know uh, hunting or you know uh, fishing or whatever it is, you know you're gonna appreciate those more sophisticated accessories and and toys uh once you realize kind of the mechanics of it you know cutting your teeth on the simple stuff and so uh man that that uh that medium-sized simple pipe uh and every man's pipe um you know a uh a, a simple tamper a simple packing method a bic lighter and uh and we're good to go envision that campfire in the bowl tend to the campfire while you're smoking it slow your cadence down and uh and give yourself some patience and uh and if you do it'll all come together Man, that's so good. Man, wonderful job. I say that. I guess what the real determiner so. is going to be like from the listeners who are, who are kind of, you know, uh, in that stage and, and, and going through trying to kind of work this this whole thing out. I'm, I'm very, I'm very curious to get uh, some feedback from this one. Not like I said, yeah. not only from that new pipe smoker, but also from those who have been smoking a pipe for some time. And, uh, and you know, I, I know you... I I can't recall actually. Did, did you you did not go too expensive your first time. You had like the gas station set up. But I'm curious, like what was your fir- first time smoking a pipe like? It was similar to a lot of folks, you know. I mean, I remember really enjoying uh the aroma and really enjoying the flavor up until I my tongue couldn't taste taste anymore. Yeah. I mean, like, so you were not a prodigy. You know what I mean? Like, no, I wasn't, man. I, you know, and I, I do this for a living now. And it took me, uh, took me a long time to, to really enjoy. I did enjoy it. It was fun. But, um, you know, the enjoyment came uh, even more and more as I got better mm-hmm. at it. And so, um, and it's like anything, you know, you uh, just kind of take a little time to do it. Uh, I think a lot of folks, you know, it, we think about other ways to smoke, right? We think about cigarettes. We think about, um, you know, uh, cigars, um, you know, even chewing tobacco. You just put it in your mouth and chew, <laughs> you know, a, a, a cigarette. You stick it in your mouth and light it. And uh, so why isn't the pipe that easy, right? Well, um, the pipe's different, and it's designed to be different. And, uh, you know, the the point of it is uh, is different. And, and a lot of times the point is the process, but um, but the process can be incredibly rewarding. And, um, and so start simple. Uh, stick to it and um, and and you know write in if you got any questions. Absolutely, absolutely, and share those experiences as well. So here's my question, my next question, John David. Uh, what what if you were wanting to get get into this whole pipe smoking world and you wanted to enjoy a pipe, but you went to your local tobacconist and they tried to get a little crazy on you and push like some sort of three hundred dollar thing right in front of your face and you just you know <laughs> you don't even know what you're doing. What is is there an option to get a good quality smoke for a for not a price that's going to break the bank? 
there is, man, a good starter pipe. Probably the best on the market is from our friends at Missouri Meerschaum. Yes, sir. <laughs> so, yes, sir. Go to corncobpipe.com, and they've got a great selection uh, of pipes that are all very inexpensive but very high quality. And um, and they're really perfect pipes for the for the beginner and the seasoned smoker. Um, we Actually, this month we have uh, done a, a, a promotion on our Tolkien-inspired blends mm-hmm. here at the Country Squire. We have several. And, um, and, and so one of the uh, pipes that kind of goes with that, uh, you know, series, of course, is the um, the the uh, the Hobbit Cobbit series pipes that they've put together. Last week we talked about the Shire. This week we talk about the Dwarf. And uh, the Dwarf, you know, we mentioned in our uh, you know earlier segment that um, you know a medium sized bowl is really uh, you know just a simple shape, a medium sized bowl. That's kind of the sweet spot for learning how to smoke a pipe. And uh, and the Dwarf uh, it majors in in that. Mm. So uh, just a great uh, a great pipe. It's a little longer, so it's one of those pipes that um, it's like a mini church warden. The longer uh, stem is going to cool the smoke down a little bit, which might help you if you're a new pipe smoker. And uh, lo- like all the Cobbett collection pipes, the bowl uh, has a dark stain added to the uh, genuine coating uh, and the uh, hardwood insert in the bottom of the bowl. So yeah. really beautiful uh, nickel band and a high high uh, you know quality acrylic stem. Uh, we think at twenty three ninety nine, you'll really love this uh, Missouri Meerschaum uh, Dwarf Cobbett Corn Cob Pipe. Man, it has become my like tasting pipe too. Like it is, it's such yeah. a such a great pipe. Good look, and of course, nobody tosses a dwarf. <laughs> 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 hey, uh-huh. if you've got one of the Cobbett series uh, from Missouri Mirsham, be sure to smoke it this week. Take a picture of yourself doing so. We love retweeting those out to let the good folks at Missouri Mirsham know. We appreciate them for sponsoring this show. Pipe, Pipe question, question of the week. Pipe question of the week coming in this week from Eric. Here's what Eric had to say. I love this, man. Our Eric. ever-growing theme of shows that uh, uh, are, are questions <laughs> that follow our uh, show on tinning and, and aging tobacco. Here we go. That's right, man. When we did that episode on uh, aging tobacco, we kind of opened Pandora's box here. We've gotten so many um, questions about yeah, this. Yeah, the funny so, thing um, is it's, yeah. it's a topic that we've covered. Like, I knew we'd covered it before, but I actually went back through the archives. Yeah. I was like, no, we've actually covered this twice before. Like, this, is, this was technically, I thought it was our second time covering it. It was actually our third time covering it. And yeah, uh, it, yeah. it is the uh, it is no, the, right. the topic that keeps on uh, uh, yeah, uh, insisting upon itself. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's a good way to put it. But man, we're thankful it sparked a nerve, and a lot Big of folks, uh, you know, just have questions. So uh, yeah, what what is Eric? Asking? All right, here's what Eric says. He said, "Gentlemen, in your last podcast, you gave some great information about aging your pipe tobacco. Very helpful. In the episode, however, John David talked about the risk of the coin style vacuum sealed tins losing their seal and going bad. He mentioned opening a prize tin and finding rust and worthless dried out tobacco." I have a number of coin style tins that I have collected over time in my cellar. Uh, a large Rubbermaid, <laughs> large Rubbermaid in my basement that's hidden from my wife, uh, is what his cellar actually is. He says, <laughs> "I'm not wife. If you're listening, that's you, you pretend like you didn't hear that." Well, I mean, if she's listening, then it's like you know, hey. You know, it's like that, that's She's like the board. that's the that's the pipe tobacco pina colada type setup right there. If you're, <laughs> if you're both listening to Country Squire Radio and hiding your pipe smoking from each other, uh, he says, "I'm not quote unquote aging them per se, but I just haven't gotten to them yet." My question is: Is there any way to tell whether these tins have lost their seal before opening them? Uh, does an unopened but unsealed tin look differently in any way, or do they sound more hollow if you tap them? If I check my cellar occasionally, I may be able to rescue a tin before. 
before it's too far gone by moving the tobacco into a mason jar. I imagine that John David, uh, as a retailer, doesn't want to sell a bad tin to a customer and may have figured out some tricks to checking his inventory so that uh, he can share. Uh, thanks, guys, and God bless. Again, that is listener Eric. Great question, Eric. And, I, you know, I'm surprised we didn't cover this uh, earlier. And some other folks uh, listening may have, uh, you know, tips and tricks on this. Uh, yeah, I mean, the last thing I want is someone uh, purchasing a, a special tin of tobacco that, you know, they've saved up for, come to the shop and, uh, you know, purchase. They've gotten home. They're getting all excited. They're going to crack it open while they're sitting on their front porch. Or hiding it in and, their rubber you know, they, from their wife. Or, or hiding it in their basement, right? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, and then all of a sudden they realize, oh, man, this has been opened already and so um you know with these vacuum sealed tins there uh there is the risk of that and and we try to move our tins quickly uh so we never have to worry about that uh you know at the squire we want to keep our our inventory moving uh we're not one of these shops that uh typically has a lot of uh old tins you know sitting back but um but you you will see that. So there's a there's a characteristic if you look at the um, the vacuum seal tins uh, on the side, uh, and and then you kind of hold them as flat as you can while still being able to see the top of the tin. Now this is not you know foolproof. I mean it's uh, it it can be hard. It's just subjective. But most of the time, if it's still sealed, you'll see a little dimple in the very middle. Uh, of the tin, oh, so uh, okay. a little a little dimple in the very middle of the tin. The very middle of the top of the tin uh, will be a little indented right there in the very middle, uh, and that's indicating that it is still under uh, under a seal. And so uh, that's kind of what you're looking for. Um, now, I will give. Uh, sometimes it's hard to see that, um, and sometimes it's impossible. But uh, you can you can very carefully uh, you know give the tin a little. A little bit of a tug, uh, but you know to um, you know to uh, to see if it'll if it'll unspin. But if you tug it too much, it might unspin. And so you know that's that's kind of a um, the catch twenty two thing there. But I always look for that uh, that dimple. Uh, you know if you're looking at it from the side. Other than that, there's not really a foolproof way uh, to do it uh, for that that I have found. And so um, you know you can shake the tin and kind of see uh, if you feel anything. But a lot of times the tobacco is is loose in there anyway and so uh you will get some uh you know feedback if you shake it and it and it's sealed or unsealed so um you know look for that dimple but other than that it's it's kind of hard yeah kind of kind of difficult so um anyway good luck to you wow <laughs> that's such a great yep. question man i, I kind of feel silly that, that we didn't even think to to really address it on the episode yeah if if anyone else has um you know um uh, experience, you know, or have have learned some other tricks on, uh, you know, identifying if a tin has been opened or not. Let us know, and we will we will share that and credit you with it. Uh, and I, I would love to know personally too. Definitely, man. Well, great question, Eric. And hey, if you've got a pipe question of the week, send it in. Show at countrysquireradio.com. Quick fire with, with the squire. squire. All right, man. Quick fire questions. This is coming in from <laughs> Pastor Joda. So Pastor Joda yeah. is uh, sending in these. these the uh, the questions are time travel themed, and I think we got enough for this weekend, next week with this one. So it should be good. Okay. All right. Are you All ready? Right. Yeah, I guess. All right. Uh, first century Israel or Egypt, circa twenty six hundred BC. Um. Hmm. I, I I don't know what was going on. Uh, Egypt. 2600 bc wouldn't that like uh building the sphinx and such or would that have been like way I, before that 
maybe. Uh, I, you know, it's just not a period of history that I'm familiar with. Sure. Um, you know, first century Israel, I mean, let's think about, I mean, what was going on there, right? I mean, like, uh, uh, you know, uh, the, the uh, Roman Empire, uh, you know, uh, lots of, uh, you know, war and judgment. And <laughs> I don't know, dude, I am kind of, uh, I, 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 I don't know. I'll go, I'll go with first century Israel uh, just by virtue of it being a, uh, a little more recent and maybe uh, the technology and uh, sanitation was a little better. Okay. All right. <laughs> but but I bet they were both pretty difficult times to live in. Actually, wait, did, uh, the Roman Empire was the one that really like like took the um, the sewage system and ran with it, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Because um, I was going to go Egypt, but then I didn't think about the toilet situation. <laughs> <laughs> what an odd what an odd differentiator there I, i'm uh, we may maybe one of our listeners is an egyptologist and can help us with yeah that, no i think I, I but i i believe that's correct i just the the uh you know just the the art architecture and and um everything from kind of the uh the 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 that period of time i think if i'm if i'm correct in assuming when that period of time is in egypt i think it's probably where i'm going but there's only one way to find out and that is by traveling there so i'll go with egypt uh <laughs> Victorian England or feudal Japan? Uh, Victorian England. You know, I, I still, I mean, I'm kind of a sucker. I've got this, you know, kind of, um, you know, Anglophile thing going on. I, I just, uh, I, I don't know. I love British history. Always have. So I'll, I'll go with that. Yeah. As a York, I feel like I do pretty well there. Yeah. 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 They might even give that. you like a front row seat or something. Yeah. I'm fascinated with feudal Japan. Don't get me wrong. Like, yeah. especially films from that era are, are not from that era, but, uh, you know, that take place, the, the stories take place from that era and everything are just fascinating. Mm-hmm. Shogun films and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And have such a huge influence over kind of our, our modern cinema and storytelling and uh, uh, so well done. But at the same time, yeah, I mean, I'm a York. I got to got to go to Victorian England. Gotta, gotta see if I can stake a claim, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Get off the throne. It's mine. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> then finally, uh, let's see. The prime of the my oh the the uh, the prime of the Mayan kingdom or the height of the Viking Empire. Yeah, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with uh the the Viking Empire, I think. I I, I don't know. I just uh they, they have interesting lore and you know, we think about all the um uh, the the uh, you know, mythology that kind of comes from that. And, oh, yeah. Um, you know, how the Vikings, uh, I'm not super familiar with their empire, but I mean, you think about how the Vikings influenced places like uh, Scotland and Newfoundland and uh, the Normandy. And I, yeah, I don't know. They're, they're, um, there's a lot uh, going on there. I certainly wouldn't want to go to the Vikings and uh, make them angry. <laughs> but <laughs> but I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go with that because they'd be cool to observe. Yeah. All right. So, see, I feel like the Vikings are, are kind of it could go either way because the height of the Viking Empire, you know where their capital was, right? Uh, no. Uh, uh, the city of uh, of Jorvik, which was the sacked and, re- and and claimed city of York. So the Vikings took the city of York. Is that right? I did not realize. Yeah, that. it's actually where my gaming handle comes from. Okay, <laughs> which is why I know this. <laughs> uh, and cool. so, yeah. So I don't know if I'd be like seen as like. 
I, they, they might try to kill me. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, this is like, no, it's a York. We love killing Yorks <laughs> for the glory of the city of Jorvik. Anyway, uh, so yeah, now I'll go with Mayan. I'll go with Mayan. Yeah, what it's Pastor gold. Joda did yeah, with this quickfire series is he, he basically gave us uh, six different places that we could go back in time uh, to die in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so I don't know. Actually, we, you know we, what? In Victorian England, we may have had a chance to, to make it out alive, but, uh, you know, there, there's, uh, there's a good chance we wouldn't have. So that's fair. Yeah, that's great. That's, uh, uh, 10 simple steps for how to die back in time. Right. Be, that's, that, that's, that's, a, <laughs> that's a series right there. Well, great, great pastor Joda. Thanks so much for that. We've got some more for, uh, for next episode, but stay tuned. Of course, those are quick fire questions. And if you've got quick fire questions, be sure to send them in show at country squire radio, Dot com. Your thoughts, your comments, listener feedback. All right, listener feedback. Let's see here. We got uh, some great iTunes reviews in uh, this week, man. The first one is from Bison. What did Bison have to say? Bison uh, on iTunes says, I really like listening to the show. I'm from India, and after a long day, I enjoy listening to your voices. (laughs) I've been smoking a pipe for two years and have still learned a lot from you. Uh, Your voices are like birds in the morning, but wise like elephants in the field. A lot of wisdom. Wow, that is... I've never heard someone say something so kind <laughs> and, <laughs> and poetic may, and maybe so incorrect. I don't know. But uh, vo- voices in the mor- like birds in the morning, but wise like elephants in the field. Uh, can we go. get that embroidered on something? Uh, he, I know. I feel like that, that needs to be like the new tagline for the show or something of that nature. <laughs> he goes on to say, a lot of wisdom. Uh, also, I was happy to hear Brian Levine on the Christmas show. Uh, would love for uh, Mike from Pipe and Tamper to join as well, which, uh, which yeah, we ought to collaborate with Mike sometime. He does a oh, really, yeah. really good job. So We've um, had him on the show before, but yeah, we should definitely, uh, we yeah, should definitely maybe do a mashup or something. He will love, love Mike and what he's doing. So uh, anyway, blessings. And that is from Bison on iTunes. All right, man. So we also have another iTunes review. This one's coming in from uh, uh, Shay's Rice. I think that's right. (laughs) It looks like Cheezus Rice. But I, che- che- oh, I see what they did there. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so this was coming in. It says, I'm a newbie pipe smoker. So new, in fact, that I haven't even built up the cake in my pipe. I found John David and Bo, like many do, by searching pipe tobacco in my podcast app and saw the Pipe Smoking 101 episodes. That's timely. Uh, and have been binging on every episode since. So much great information uh, delivered in an essay or an easy to understand entertaining way. I'm especially a fan of the quick fire segment. It makes me laugh every time. Thank you both for your time and effort putting this masterpiece together, man. That is, uh, that is some, uh, <laughs> that is some high praise there. See, thank you so much for man, that. Yeah. Really, really kind. Uh, we, we appreciate you a bunch. Absolutely, man. Uh, you know, that's the great thing is, uh, it's, it, there's so much, you know, we, we, we think about it, um, quite a bit in terms of like, you know, what, uh, next week or, or, you know, this, this, this week, this year, this season, what, what are we going to talk about on the, on the podcast? Um, and the reality is, is that the, the community of pipe smokers and the community that surrounds it, uh, there's always something to talk about. We had, you know, 
some changes in the industry, be it some new blend, be it some old blend. But as you mentioned, man, like a large part of what we want to do is really kind of uh, provide that resource to new pipe smokers like uh, like C here. And uh, man, it, it, we were we've been long overdue for a pipe smoking one hundred and one episode, man. I think I think you know I don't want to praise ourselves out out at the gate on while we're still recording, but I think we nailed it. You, but, did, you had some great but advice, but you're here. about to, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You did a great job, man. Oh no, man, we just we just want to um, want folks to you know enjoy the enjoy the hobby. We're just apostles for it, you know. We want to want to um, you know spread the uh, the enjoyment around and, and make sure that uh, what we do continues on for a really long time. So that's why we're here. Good deal, man. Well, hey, I, of course, people can keep up with us throughout the week. You can follow us on Twitter at the Real Bo York is me. I'm at John David Cole, or you can get us at the shop at at underscore country squire. And of course, the show's handle is at Squire Radio. Be sure to, uh, you know, follow us there. <laughs> and tweet us in from time to time and hey you know i i always give the plug of course for missouri Mirsham to uh you know if you're smoking your pipe uh share that out retweet it to us well I'll, i try to do it no matter what you do on a course so as you know if you've got uh if, if you're out there lunting uh in preparation for a lunt to remember let us know tweet those out to us too we can we can retweet those as well but yes uh, we really value all of y'all so much thank y'all so much for tuning in uh you can keep up with all the additional social media information at countrysquireradio.com john david cole <laughs> Brady, I miss you, man. I'm glad. I, I'm, I'm excited to hear that I got this care package coming. Yeah, too. dude. Maybe I think I, uh, I think you'll have fun with it. It'll be uh, there's a few little goodies in there for you. I'll open it on the show when I get it in. That'll be that'll be fun. <laughs> okay. Well, well, good deal, man. Well, I'll talk to you later. And hey, let's go have a day. See you, brother.